ahead, Sue. Come on, read the scripture for me. Thank you so much. On. Yes, it sounds like it. Well, my name is Sue Krieger. Um, the scripture reading is from Colossians 3, 23 and 24. Whatever you do, work heartily, as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. May God add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and understanding of the scriptures. Amen. Thank you, Sue. I appreciate it. Is this on? Can y'all hear me? Good morning, Emmaus Church. I see a lot of people are out of town. Some people are missing, but good morning. Yes, it's plenty, right? Thank you, friend. God is good. God is awesome. I just praise his name. I thank God for just being up here. I never take it lightly of speaking his word and teaching his word to his people. So I thank you, God for choosing me, little old me. If you know my story, one day I'll tell you, but I don't got time today. <laughs> so I remember being 15, 16 years old and getting my first job. I was so excited. Man, I was so excited being 15 and 16, making your own money. I used to go to school with a roll in my pocket, like I was big time, right? I was so excited about having that first job, but I did not know the value and the meaning of work at that time. So fast forward years later to today, um, I've been working long enough that I know now and understand the value and the meaning of work. Have you ever had a job that you didn't like? Have you ever had a job that you liked but was frustrated at the same time? How about a job that, you know, it's some tension between you and another employee? Or you didn't like your boss or your boss didn't like you? I know we, some of us have been through all of these different situations at work, right? We all experience this. Sometimes don't want to get up and go. Monday morning comes and you dread to go to work. Teenagers, you may not know anything about that just yet. Just hold on, you'll know. Well, a few months ago, I was extremely frustrated with my job. I wanted to get out so bad. I was burnt out. I didn't had enough. I was there for about five years. And all of a sudden, I got a call for an interview. And the first interview was a Zoom interview. So if you was one of the top three, you get a face-to-face -face interview. I was one of the top three. So I got a face-to-face -face interview, and I nailed it. I felt good about that interview. It was good. All the people around the table were smiling. They seemed to be excited about me, and I was excited about them too. And so about two or three weeks passed, and I didn't hear nothing. So I just accepted the fact, hey, they gave the job to somebody else. So I guess somebody else did better, or they wanted somebody else. All of a sudden, I get an email about a third interview. I've never in my life did three interviews for a job. This was my first time ever doing three interviews for a job. So I got the third interview and I did well. I did good. 
Again, two, three days later, I got an email. Thank you for interviewing with us, but we decided to choose another candidate. I was so hurt. I was so hurt, y'all. So the first reason I was hurt, because I was ready to leave my job. I was ready to go. The second reason is this job was $20,000 more, Lord. <laughs> it was $20,000 more. The third reason I wanted to leave is because I had three interviews. <laughs> if you know it's not going to pick me, stop me at the second interview. Don't give me three interviews. I was hurt. I asked God, why you still have me here? Why you won't release me, God? I'm going to tell you his answer later. But I believe when it comes to work, God wants us to view it as passion work. That's what we're going to talk about today, passion work. Passion work, which is his work. When Jesus died on the cross, that was passion work. He suffered. He was hurt. It didn't feel good. It was painful. But the work had to be done because he loved his people. Now, listen, I'm not comparing your job to what Jesus did on the cross. It's not even comparable. I'm not doing that. But I am saying passion work is God's work. Passion work is God's work. Colossians 3, 23, 24. Thank you, Sue, for reading that for me. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. We are working unto him. So even though it can be painful to go to work, even though I don't feel like going to work, even though you may be suffering on your job, even though you don't want to wake up and go in the morning, but God has you there to do his work, and the work has to be done. It has to be done. I want to look at that first phrase, whatever you do, work heartily. Whatever you do, work heartily. Whatever. Whatever means. Anything. Any amount. No matter what. In any case, in any event. Whatever. Heartily. Very. To a great degree. Completely entirely, sincerely, wholeheartedly, enthusiastically, immensely. That's what wholeheartedly is. Working heartily. I'm going to define passion work. If you're taking notes, this may be a little long for you to write down. So if you could just listen. Passion work. Any work that is done wholeheartedly and completely with gratitude unto God with the purpose of God's plan and love for his people. I'm going to read that again. Passion work. Any work that is done wholeheartedly and completely with gratitude unto God with the purpose of God's plan and love for his people. I believe it's three areas in our lives that God wants us to do passion work in. The first one is physical work. This is our job. This is where we volunteer, could be. This is our ministry work. The second area is spiritual, emotional work. 
the self-work. This is the inside work, the heart work, the mind work, get back on track work, get yourself together work. That's what that work is. Relationship work. This is what we give to God, and this is what we give to others. This is what you are as a mother, father, wife, husband, sister, brother, friend. That's relationship work. Now, I want us to not forget the scripture, Colossians 3, 23 through 24. Whatever you do, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not men. So let's talk about physical work. Physical work. 1 Corinthians 3 and 9 says, for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. The place God has you working, whether it's your job, ministry, volunteering, is not about you, but it's about him. We are his workers. We are set out to do his work. It's bigger than you and me. We are set to do kingdom work. It's a reason he has you where you are right now. It's no mistake. I know you don't feel like going in sometimes, but that young, that young lady needs to see your smile today. I know you feel like quitting and giving up, but that man needs some encouraging words for you today. I know you don't feel like dialing in and calling in today, but somebody over that phone needs to hear a, a friendly voice. We get caught up in our bubble sometimes. And we don't see all the opportunities and the needs that are around us. Don't you know God give us opportunity to minister, encourage, motivate, inspire someone every day? Every day. But we miss it because we get so caught up in our own little world. Because we get so caught up in our own little selves until we miss the opportunities God has placed in front of us to encourage, motivate, minister to someone Every day. Every day. Remember earlier I told you I wanted to leave my job and I asked God, why you still have me here? Why you won't release me, God? This is what he said to me. I was sitting in my office one day and I got a phone call. My assistant said, Director Reed, um, cadet so-and-so is on the phone for you. And I said, well, what do he want? Because sometimes my cadets call me when they leave and they just want a casual conversation. I, I be working. I don't have time to be talking. So I said, do we, did he tell you what he want? He said he really, really needs to speak to you. I said, okay, transfer him in. So I answer the phone, and he goes, Miss Reed, Miss Reed, I need you, Miss Reed. I got to have you, Miss Reed. I need your help, Miss Reed. I done got out here. I got with the wrong crowd after I left Youth Challenge, and I, and I just need some help. I done got on some bad drugs. Miss Reed, if you don't help me, I'm just going to take my life. I'm going to end it right now. I don't know what to do. I just need your help, Miss Reed. And Miss Reed, you, I remember you told me in your office, sitting in your office one day, that you really cared about me and you loved me, and if I ever needed anything, to call you. And I said, yes, sweetheart, I did. I said, where are you? Give me your address. I stopped what I was doing at that moment, grabbed two of my staff, and we went to go get that young man to get him some help. God told me that day, and that was two or three days later after I got the news that I didn't get this job. God said to me, I have you here for just this reason. If you got that job, you would have never gotten that call. 
That life could have been gone if you didn't answer that phone. That life that called you, that depended on you, that wanted some help, that wanted some encouragement, you wouldn't have been there to answer that call if you got another job. So I have you there to reach these young people, speaking to them, to call them out of Satan's plan, push them into their dreams, and let them know that they are worth it and God loves them and, the, and he has purpose for them. That's why I have you where you are. And at that time, I said, okay, God, you win. You win. I'm staying here until the mission is complete. It's not about me. It's about the purpose and the plan that he has you where you are. It's not about you. So you got to remember that we can get all caught up and think it's about us, but it's more and it's bigger than us. God has us where we are for a reason and it's bigger than us. Sometimes we just got to open our eyes and see. So when it comes to physical work, keep in mind when you are tired, frustrated, and want to give up, number one, you are God's worker. Number two, realize it's not about you. It's about kingdom work. Number three, look around and realize that the harvest is plentiful. And number four, ask God why you are there. I guarantee you he will answer you. I guarantee you he will answer you. Spiritual and emotional work, going to my second one. This is the inside work, like I said. This is the heart work, the mind work, the get back on track work, get yourself together work. It's important. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. How do you renew your mind? By meditating on God's word, by reading God's word, by praying and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide you into God's truth. Why is God telling us to renew our mind? Because the things we learned, y'all, are sometimes wrong. They're wrong. And he wants us to relearn what we learned the right way. Sometimes we get tired. Sometimes we get weary. We get discouraged. We tend to go back to some old ways. We get in our flesh. We get angry. Our flesh want to take over. And life just happens. So that's why it's important to renew your mind. Life happens. And so... If you want to get to a place of spiritual and emotional health, you have to do the work. You have to do the work. And guess what? This work is not easy. It's not easy. You must take up your cross daily. You must deny your flesh daily. You must cast down negative thoughts daily. You must pray daily. You must encourage yourself daily. This is not easy work. I would say this work is more important than the physical work because the physical work is about helping others, but the spiritual, emotional, the self-work is about helping yourself. 
And Lord knows if you can't help yourself, you can't help nobody else. If you're dying emotionally and you can't help nobody else, try not to die emotionally. If you're helpless, how can you help somebody else be, be helpful? How can you be hopeful and helpful if, you, if you're not? You got to pass that along. So we got to take care of ourselves first. We got to take care of ourselves first. God tells us to renew our minds because he doesn't want us to lose our minds. Some of you are just one snap away from losing it because we won't do the work to renew our minds. One snap away from losing it because we got to do the work to renew our minds. I can remember going through a tough period in my life when I wanted to give up. You know how you just get tired and you want to just throw in the towel, wave the flag that I give up, I give up. But it was something in me that said no. But I knew I had to renew my mind in order to get out of this funk, in order to get out of this depressed stage I was in, this hopeless stage I was in. I had to pray, I worship, I listen to messages, I read scriptures, I seek wisdom, I, I seek wise counsel. I, I had to renew my mind. And once my mind was renewed, my spirit was re renewed. Once that was renewed, my hope was renewed. Then my heart was renewed. Then my confidence was renewed. And the Holy Spirit refueled me like no other. I had more power than I had before because I took the time to do the work to renew my mind. You have to do the work, remember, wholeheartedly until it's complete. Until it's complete. In order to do the spiritual and emotional work, the self-work, first you must read and meditate on his word daily. Let the word do the work. That's a song, ain't it? Let the word do the work. Yeah. Let the, I, I can just, I can praise by myself, y'all, up here. You know, I don't need no help to praise them. Let the word do the work. Then you must believe what you read. It does you no good to read God's word if you don't believe it. It does you no good. You have to pray and worship. Seek support and accountability from others. This could be a pastor or a leader, a therapist, friends, support groups, etc. But we have to do the self-work in order to become the healthy human beings God created us to be. Amen? Amen. Relationship work. Whew. This is what we give to God and this is what we give to others. This is what you are as a friend, a brother, a sister, mother, father, husband, wife, this is what you are. Matthew 22, 37 through 39, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Let's talk about relationships. Love the, God, love the Lord your God with all your heart your soul, and your mind, then love your neighbor as yourself. And remember, whatever you do, work heartily unto the Lord, not to men. Keep that in mind. In any relationship, you have to put in work. 
You can't get to know someone if you don't have conversations, if you don't ask questions, if you don't spend time together, if you're not open and honest about who you are and your thoughts and your feelings, right? If you don't put nothing into a relationship, you can't expect nothing out of it. This is true for any relationship, even your relationship with God. If you don't allow a person to really see who you are, then you're not going to get all you can get out of that relationship because you're pretending. You must take off the mask. Some of us, God can't meet us where we are because we're not keeping it real with God. It's crazy how we try to hide how we feel from an all-knowing God. Come clean with God. He knows you're upset with him. He knows you're angry because you prayed for that loved one and they passed away anyway. He knows you don't understand and you're frustrated because you've been praying the same prayer for years and he hasn't answered it yet. He knows you're upset. He knows that. Just be real with him. I know if I can't keep it real with God, who can I keep it real with? We're so afraid to be so real with God, and he knows how we already feel. If you're angry with him, I let God know, God, I'm mad with you. I'm mad right now because I don't understand why you took me through that. I'm upset because I don't understand why I had to go through that. And he meets me where I am. He meets me where I am. Because when you get mad with God, the good thing is God don't get mad back at you. He don't use no choice words. He don't turn his back on you or roll his eyes at you. He don't do none of that us human beings do. And it's understand, he understands where we are, and he meets us there. If you want to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself, and do it wholeheartedly. You first must be honest with who you are. You will not get the most of any relationship if you are not honest about you. God is waiting on you to be honest about who you are and how you feel, and believe me, he can take it. He can take it. And the people you love and have relationships with, they need to see the real you show up. They need to see the real you show up. Because it's something that you have that they need. Relationships take work, y'all. It takes work, 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 work. Yes, it takes work. Relationships take work. I know we are all busy. But one value in relationships is the time and moments you invest in each other. The time and moments you invest in any relationship you value, you are going to invest time. When we value our relationship with our Savior, we are going to invest time with our Savior. We are going to spend time with him. When we value our relationships with our children, then we are going to invest time with them. Same for our spouses, dating relationships, family, friends, etc. But we have some work to do in this area. The way we treat one another, sometimes it does not show that we are working on the relationship wholeheartedly unto the Lord. Because we get caught up in ourselves. 
It's a family member you probably haven't talked to in years. And you need to pick up the phone and call. It's somebody that keep crossing your mind, but you find yourself too busy to just call them up and see how they're doing. It's somebody you probably need to apologize to that you said something mean to, and you too prideful to do it. Remember, remember, work heartily unto the Lord, not for men, whatever you do. It's someone that puts in the extra effort to even be in your space, to be your friend, and sometimes we don't even acknowledge it because we're so caught up in our own world. We gotta get this relationship work right. Sometimes we are real good with saying, I love you, but we are horrible with showing it. Horrible with showing it. Love is an action verb. Romans 5, 8 say, but God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God demonstrated his love for us without any expectations and without forcing us to love him back. That's some good stuff. Real genuine love will make you do some things, won't it? Love will make you get up out of your bed in the middle of the night to seek after your child needs. Love will make you move back home to take care of a sick parent. Love will make you take that call after midnight because that friend needs some encouraging words from you. Love will make you wait on somebody to come around or to get it together. Love demonstrates it takes risk and it doesn't demonstrate expecting something in return. It doesn't demonstrate expecting something in return. We have a way of slapping conditions all over the place. I'll treat them this way as long as they reciprocate. I'll keep doing the right thing as long as I know it will turn out like this. I'll keep doing the hard thing as long as it doesn't cost me too much. And so when we don't respond, when they don't respond the way we want them to or get what we want, or it takes longer than what we expected, we quit, we bail. The love God has for us is unconditional love. Love is not using people, it's not getting what you want out of them, and it's not a trade-off. You don't have to be who I want you to be, you don't have to be perfect, you don't have to say what I want you to say. You don't have to do what I want you to do for me to choose to love you. That's unconditional love. If we want to get the relationship work right, you must be honest with who you are. You have to invest time. You must demonstrate your love, take risk, and you must love unconditional. Let me bring this all together. Why is it important to work wholeheartedly in whatever we do in our physical work, spiritual, emotional work, which is our self-work, relationship work? One, 
because it is important to God. And we are his believers and his followers. And whatever is important to him should be important to us, right? Second, the work he did for us demonstrated his love for us regardless of who we are and what we did. And we should demonstrate that same love to each other. Three, the inheritance you will receive as a reward and not just rejoicing in heaven with him, but the freedom you get when you do the right thing. The freedom you get when you do the right thing. The reward is not visible because it's not an ex external reward. It's an internal reward reward is something that happens in here. It's something that happens in here. The greatest thing God can do for us isn't giving us something. It's to make us someone. That's what God is after. That's what he's after. Let me pray for us. God, we just thank you for passion work, which is your work. Lord, let us keep in mind that whatever we do, we do it heartily unto you, Lord, and not for men. God, if we keep that first, that will be our constant reminder when we're doing physical work, self-work, and relationship work which is important to you, God. Lord, I ask that you be with each and every one in this room. I ask that you guide us, lead us into the places that you want us to go. Bless us, God, for you are amazing. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for knowing our name, God, and knowing who we are. Lord, we love you. We praise you. And I pray that you be with each and every one of them as they go throughout their week and their month, God, and just lead them and guide them and light up their path and give them direction, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. That is it. I hope you all have a blessed week. Amen.